You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Book of Philippians. The book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 10. Philippians, chapter 2, and verse 10. Thank you, Lord God. Uh, what a blessing. It's so good to see all of you in God's house today. Uh, those of you who have tuned in online, we thank God for you. Good to see all of the, some of the students, college students, and our the church family members who have been away or moving or have moved out of town. So good to see all of you. Amen. I'm looking at Brother Eric Foster back there. Hey, man, he's a young man. Y'all know Brother Foster grew up here, lives in Georgia now, but he's home today. Can we thank God? Say amen for that. Amen. And there are others who are here. Thank you, Lord God. I see some others. Y'all, y'all know how I like to start calling names, but I ain't going to do it, though. I'm not going to do it. Just good to see everyone. Amen. Thank God for this music ministry. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Help me say Jesus. Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Let's look at verse 9. We'll read 9 through 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him, giving him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let the church say amen. amen. I want to speak to our hearts today from the subject, power in his name. Power in his name. Amen. We will give reference to the Isaiah passage and see how significant that is in relation to the name of Jesus. Power in his name. I want you to try to imagine what would happen if there were no names. There no, if there were no um, designations, not even numbers, you don't have a name or a number. What would we miss if no one had a name? If no one had any personal designation, what would we miss? Well, for sure, we would miss the ease of talking to someone personally. How would you get anyone's attention? It's not very personal to say, hey, you all the time. You really couldn't endear yourself to anybody in conversation by constantly saying, hey, you. And never using a personal designation for who they are individually. We'd miss 
the personal way of talking to each other if none of us had any designations or names. I think we would have a hard time referring to someone. We couldn't name them. Who are you talking about? You have to describe them. And then it gets to a point to where the descriptions seem to overlap. I don't know who you're describing because those two look the same. How would we know who we were talking about if there were no names? We would have a hard time singing anybody's praises or saying, this person did a great job. In other words, all of our relational communication would collapse and the world with no name, no titles, no designation would really be a disaster in interpersonal relationship. So what's in the name? In the Old Testament, we learn that God makes a connection uh, between someone's God-given name and the essentially important things about that person. For example, you'll notice in Genesis 17 and 5, Abram, his name was changed to Abraham. The scripture says, no longer shall your name be called Abram, for your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. And then we see Sarai. Her name was changed to Sarah. For as Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her. I will give her, give you a son by her. I will bless her. She shall become um, mother. She shall become many nations. And then Jacob's name was changed to Israel. When God says your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then most important, God's own name. One of the most important passages in the Bible is found in the book of Exodus chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 where the Bible says, then Moses said to God, you remember Moses was called to set the captives free. Moses says to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. And they asked me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? This is what Moses said in his conversation with God. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me. I am comes to us as Yahweh. Help me say Yahweh. Now, Yahweh is used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament. It's usually capitalized L-O-R-D. When you see capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the English translation of Yahweh. And every time we read the name of God, God wants us to remember his essence. The Lord is saying, when you say my name, remember my essence. I am absolutely no beginning, no ending, no becoming, no changing. I am absolute. I am true. I am reliable. Every time you say the name of God, God is saying, 
remember my essence. Amen. Now, when the Son of God came into the world, he was given the name Jesus. He says in the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Not his sins, but our sins. Save us from our own sins. You shall call his name Jesus. If ever a name was packed with significance, it is the name of Jesus. What does the name of Jesus mean? The name Jesus means Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. Transliterated from Hebrew and Aramaic, the name is Yeshua. The word is a combination of Yah, an abbreviation for Yahweh, and the name of God uh, revealed to Moses, and it's a combination of the verb Yasha, meaning to rescue, to deliver, or to save. The English spelling of the Hebrew Yeshua is Joshua. Help me say Joshua. Y'all stay with me. Are y'all still with me? When it's translated from Hebrew into Greek, uh, the original language of the New Testament, the name Yeshua becomes Jesus, Jesus, because there's no J in Greek. So in English, that name Yeshua, Jesus, becomes Jesus. And so thus Yeshua and correspondingly Joshua and Yeshua and Jesus all mean the same thing. Yahweh saves. The Lord is salvation. And refers to the same person who was born of a virgin, walked the shores of Galilee, performed miracles, lived a sinless life, died and was resurrected. Come to our passage in the book of Philippians where it says, uh, in Philippians, let's turn to Philippians chapter 2, y'all. Thank you, Lord God. Philippians chapter 2 helps us to know something very powerful here. I want you to see something very, very, very powerful because we're still in our series all about Jesus and our focus is to learn more and more about the Lord and today we're learning about the name of Jesus. Philippians 2 and look at verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. Amen. The person in the name of Jesus here in the book of Philippians is helping us to understand that there's a name above every name. And this particular passage is an echo of Isaiah 45. And this is why I want you to turn back now to Isaiah 45. All right. Isaiah 45 and verse 23. Notice what it says here. This is, let's look at verse 22 for good context. Look to me and what? Be saved. Look to me, this is God. Look to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth, 
For I am God, and there is no other. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Thank God here today because the Apostle Paul puts Jesus' name right here in context with Yahweh. Where the eagle eye prophet Isaiah captured the Holy One, God Almighty, Yahweh, saying, look to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. And he says, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. In, in, in Isaiah, they saw Yahweh and heard Yahweh making that declaration. But here it is in the book of Philippians. Paul boldly is saying, let's insert the Son of God's name there because truly he is the Lord God in human flesh. So boldly Paul is saying that Jesus is Yahweh. Somebody ought to say amen. And that whatever was true of the name is now true of the person of Jesus Christ. The name refers to the essence, the defining reality of the person. Jesus is Lord. That's why when he was born they said, call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Give him praise right now, God. Give God praise. Oh, he's worthy. Here are a few things that we need to know about the name of Jesus. Number one, the name of Jesus brings salvation. The name of Jesus provides salvation for the entire person, the entire spirit, soul, and body. The Gospel of John chapter 1 and 12 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. The book of Acts chapter 4 and 12 declares, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The book of Romans declares, Romans 10, 9 through 13 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe and are justified and with the mouth you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between the Jew and the nun. You. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that one day I call that name and I'm standing here now because there's salvation in his name. Let the church say amen. 
Not only is there salvation in his name, but the name of Jesus brings healing. Oh, I know I'm right about it because the book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 16 declares, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through Jesus that has completely healed him as you all can see. In the book of Acts, this is a story of a man laying from birth uh, who sat uh, begging all day. And he saw the servants of God and asked for money, Peter and John. And Peter and John said, look at us. And the scripture says that the man looked at Peter and John. And one of them said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I give to you. And he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that immediately the man got strength in his ankles and his legs and he was made whole and he went out leaping and praising God. And then the apostles explained, giving us an apostolic explanation of what happened. He said, we don't have power or magic. You're looking to us like there's some kind of power in us. But he says, no, it is the name of Jesus that has made this man whole. It's not us. It's that great name. How is that? Because the name of Jesus stands for the reality of Jesus. His name stands for who he is. He is a healer. Whatever you need, he says, I am that I am. Whatever you need is found in that name. And at that particular moment, they needed healing. And all he needed to do was call on the name of the Lord. And when he says, I don't have any money, I don't have any silver, I don't have any gold, but I have a name. And it is not just the magic uh, uh, some kind of magic equation around the name. You got to have faith in the name. And the Bible says that he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And immediately the man start leaping and jumping and praising God. And I wonder if there's anybody here that can look back over your life and say, God has healed me. You ought to be leaping and jumping and praising God because it's only by that great name. Help me say, Jesus, everything you need is right there in his name. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. God can turn things around by that great name. And I can just imagine how that man must have felt. He's sitting there asking for money. And he says, now, I don't have any money. And I guess at first he probably said, well, you can go ahead on about your business if you don't have any money. But then they hollered out that name. And that name moves mountains. I mean, that name will break in and shake some things up. That name, I dare you to go into work tomorrow and just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Watch that something will happen. Because when you call that name, hell gets a headache principalities get nervous the devil runs and hides because there's power in his name hallelujah the name of Jesus brings healing not only that church but the name of Jesus opens heaven help me say opens heaven what do you mean by that Jesus repeatedly taught his disciples taught us to pray in his name you see that in the gospel of John chapter 14 chapter 15 in chapter 16, let's turn to one of them. Amen. Let's turn to John 14. Look at verse 13. 
Somebody may say, Pastor, you got us going to all these scriptures. Yeah, we're going to keep on doing it too. Amen. Amen. Look at John 14 and verse 13. Notice here. It says here, and whatever you ask in, come on, talk back to me now. I need some Bible readers now. It says, whatever you ask, where? Whatever. What does whatever mean? Whatever. So this is an invitation to talk to God about anything. This is not a promise that God will give you everything. This is an invitation to talk to God about anything. Amen. That whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. Look at verse 14. If you ask in my name, I'll do it. While we're in John, look at 15 in verse 16. You did not choose me, my goodness. I chose you. You ought to stop right there and give God praise for choosing you. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And here it is again. And that whatever you ask the Father, how? In my name, he may give it to you. Amen. Let's look at, since we're still in John, just glance right over to verse chapter 16. Verse 23. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, my God, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. I thank God that the name of Jesus opens heaven's lines. You know, we say Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. The name of Jesus opens up the lines, opens heavens, because as sinners we were separated from God and had lost fellowship with him, but through faith in Christ alone, our fellowship has been restored. And praying in Jesus' name means the same thing as praying according to the will of God. Praying in Jesus' name is praying for things that will honor and glorify the Lord. And so that you, you can't go to the gas station and buy one of those tickets. You know what I'm talking about? Go to the gas station and buy one of those tickets. Stand in line for a long time and won't complain. And then you get up there and they get confused about what you want. And then you go ahead and buy that ticket and you say, in Jesus' name. Now God ain't, he, I don't think he's going to answer those kind of prayers. Amen, somebody. But if you happen to win it and want to pay your tithes, don't tell us that you got it like that. Just go and pay your tithes on it. <laughs> Amen, trustees. <laughs> so saying in Jesus' name at the end of the prayer is not a magic formula. Because if we're asking for something that's not according to God's will, that's not the point. If we ask or say 
uh, prayer and just add in Jesus' name, that's not the point. The point is you're praying with faith in the name, and you're, the, the point is not just what the words you say, but it's the motive behind what you're saying. And then you have faith in Jesus' name. Praying for things that agree with God's will is the essence of praying in Jesus' name. But I thank God here this morning that the Lord has given us an open invitation to talk to him about anything. And whatever we call and ask for in the name of Jesus, the Lord is standing by to hear. And he says, if it's according to my will, I will grant it for you. Amen. The name of Jesus opens up heaven. And I believe I have some witnesses here now that you can look back over your life and see some things you prayed for. And the wonderful thing about prayer is that just because you say it in Jesus' name, it doesn't mean that it's, all, it's always going to be coming down as the prayer is coming up, the blessings coming down. Sometimes you have to wait on the Lord. Amen, somebody. I said sometimes you have to wait on the Lord. And we have to be reminded that God is not on our timetable. That we're praying in Jesus' name, saying, Now, Lord, I done said in Jesus' name, tomorrow around this time it ought to happen because the open window is there. No, the Lord is saying, You just pray and put it in my hands and let me worry about when it's going to happen in your life. God's business is to answer prayer. Our business is to wait on the Lord. Is there anybody here who has learned how to wait on the Lord? You've called his name and you're waiting on the Lord. You've asked him in Jesus' name and you're waiting on the Lord. I got good news for you this morning. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you wait on the Lord in Jesus' name, God has a way of stepping in right on time. You ought to ask Lazarus. Lazarus was dead for four days and he showed up right on time. I want you to know that Jesus has a way of allowing us to wait. But if we pray in his name, we ought to wait in his name. Amen. Give God praise this morning. Give him glory. Give God the honor. And then lastly, church, the name of Jesus is above every name. It's right there in the text. There are a lot of great names that we can call. Harriet Tubman. It's a great name. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. That's a great name. Benjamin Banneker, what a great name. George Washington Carver, that's a great name. Frederick Douglass, is that not a great name? Booker T. Washington, that's a great name. Reverend Dr. James L. Nettles, I'll give God praise because that's a great name. That's a great name. H.O. Neelan, that's a great name. Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, Hezekiah, David, all of those are great names. But there is only one name given among men because all of them died and our hearts are heavy. But there's only one name given among men who died, but he didn't stay dead. There's power in the name of Jesus. His name is above every name. 
His name is higher than cancer. His name is greater than high blood pressure. There's no other name higher than the name of Jesus, higher than lupus, higher than bad credit, higher than drama on the job. There's a name that's higher than all things because he gave his hands to the nail. He gave his feet to the spike. He gave his side to the spear. He gave his head to the crown. He gave his body to the grave. He stayed there but got up with all power. There's power in the name of Jesus. Give him glory right now. Give him the praise. And church, we got to learn how to call that great name. Because calling his name is more than lip service and emotionalism. Calling on Jesus' name is a statement of faith. He is wonderful. He is a mighty God. He is everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is a healer. He is a provider. He is a deliverer. There's power in the name of Jesus. There is a name that I love to hear. Hey, I give God glory this morning. I love to sing his worth. It sounds like music to my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Is there anybody here that has learned to call on his name? I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that I can call on his name. Because every now and then you hit a bump in life. You hit, a, you hit a curve in life. And when you hit a bump in the road and you have nowhere else to turn, I dare you to call his name. When the doctors walk away shaking their head, I dare you to call his name. When the eviction notice shows up, just hold it up and call his name. When your money is funny and you got children to feed, I want to encourage you this morning. Call on his name before you lose your mind. Don't let your mind get lost. Don't lose your mind. Call his name and he'll put you in your right mind. I thank God this morning when you're in trouble and don't know where to turn, don't know how you're going to get out. When your heart is broken, you're feeling wounded and discouraged, grieving and upset. I thank God here today that if you're confused and lonely, there is a name to call and he can calm your fears. I wish I had somebody that had learned to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When it feels like the waves of life about to take you under and the load is too much to bear, there's somebody right there by your side. I dare you to call his name. If you feel like quitting, don't quit. Just call on his name. Ask him to come in and, and save and rescue and turn it around. At the name of Jesus, demons tremble. At the name of Jesus, Satan runs and hides. At the name of Jesus, hell gets a headache. At the name of Jesus, Jesus sits high. Jesus looks low. Jesus, my way maker. Jesus, my heart fixer. Jesus, my wheel in the middle of a wheel. Jesus, my battle axe. Jesus, my leaning post. Jesus, my midnight rider. Jesus, wipes tears from my eyes. Jesus, the lover of my soul. Jesus, 
my joy in sorrow. Jesus, my strength for tomorrow. Have you learned how to call his name? I don't know what you're going through today, but I dare you to lift your hands and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus over your family, Jesus over your job, Jesus over your wife, Jesus over your husband. Call his name right now. Call his name. Whatever you have need of, it's in his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, give God praise here. Give him glory. Give God the honor. Lord, you said in your word that when we ask it in your name, you can do it. Father, now with our hands outstretched, we thank you for that great name. Y'all help me say the name of Jesus. Fill the room with that name, Jesus. Come on, fill the room with that name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Don't stop calling his name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is a name Lord, we thank you. I love to we thank you for that name. I love if you love him, worship him now. Its yes. It sounds like music in my ears. Yes, God. There is a name. I love to Do you love to hear it this morning? I love, I love to sing Yes. Oh, it yes, Lord. Like Let's sing that part together. How I love Come on, church, you know it. Oh, how, I love how I love you. Sing it out this morning. Yeah. 
pray for you and declare the same thing that Peter and John declared to that man. There's power in his name. You believe in God for healing, deliverance, whatever it is. You don't have to stand, don't even have to come down to the altar. But if you would look to Jesus now, Father, I thank you for healing. Thank you, Lord God, for your deliverance. Thank you for making a way, even when there seems to be no way. Thank you, Lord God, that there's power in your name. And in the name of Jesus, we declare your will to be done. We declare healing. We declare deliverance. We declare power, strength in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. Now let me tell you something. That man received his healing and he started leaping and jumping. You don't have to wait until you see your situation turn before you start leaping and jumping. You can give God praise right now. I said you can give him praise right now. You don't have to wait until the battle is over. You can praise him right now. And if you're here this morning, Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.